Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for coming. We're like overwhelmed. Really. Heart nice. is full. Heart, heart is, is full. on fleek. I've never even used the word fleek before, but heart is so full. So guys, you got so glad you guys could come out and make it. I know everybody has things to do. It's weird weekend, but you're all in the place. I can see everybody's faces. I'm just like, I know. <laughs> Word. Okay, Day so one. I see some, definitely see some familiar faces and I see some new faces. So um, just to introduce the show to you guys, um, to some of you who have never heard of us uh, and you like, what the fuck is an Oprah Rose? It is a long form progressive conversation that T and myself, we have weekly on our podcast and uh, we got our name. It is the dichotomy between two seemingly different women, Oprah, our queen, favorite auntie, and Amber Rose, our sexually liberated, envelope-pushing sister in Christ. <laughs> and <laughs> sister of sister the cloth. Sister know? in Christ, yes. And so in an effort to just bring forth the common conversation of today's modern-day millennial woman, as she encompasses characteristics from both of these women. And uh, we bring it together and we talk about everything. Uh, we encourage each other. We root for each other. We talk about good dick. We talk about bad dick. Uh. This is a safe space. So thank you for being here. <laughs> thank you, thank you, yes. Um, again, we, I just cannot stop saying thank you, but um, also a quick little update, because you know, <laughs> you know we love an update. Um, you love can catch us on Tidal. Um, we are now gonna be featured on yeah. Tidal. So support your peoples. Sure. Support um, the girls. Yes, yeah, support your girls. That'll be up by the end of the week. So we're super excited to announce that as well. So, you know, big things coming. I think 2018 is just going to be an amazing year for everybody. And we're just excited you all could come. Yeah. So excited. So let's kick it off with um, our guest of the night, of the evening. We are so excited that he was able to join us. Um, sweetest guy. Yes, he's so sweet. Um, especially with our ratchet asses. Right. Like, you know, you can't... It's like trying to reel it in. Like, yeah. can I ask that? Right. Like, you know, we be a lot sometimes. So, um, again, Rob Hill Sr. is our guest of the evening. Um, Rob Hill Sr., known to many as the heart healer, is an author, entrepreneur, and public speaker. Um, he is from Chesapeake, Virginia. Is anybody from Virginia in the house? No. Okay. I said okay. Y'all hey, go? <laughs> Come on, VA. 
Um, and he has put his time and energy towards raising a consciousness awareness about seeing the beauty in life, like us. Um, through love, truth, and authentic connection, Rob's mission is to help people all over the world out of fear and into freedom. And so that's what we're just trying to do, y'all. So that is our host, I'm sorry, our guest for the evening. And Rob, welcome. Come on Come up. On, Come on down. The price is right. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing? All right, we're Rob. We're so happy you could. Right. We, again, we're just so happy. I'm going to say that 16,000 times tonight, so just FYI. I'm going to take it, woman. But you look great, Rob. Thank you. You, good, you look good, too. <laughs> hey. So, um... Tell the people, how'd you get your start? Starting what? In writing. Moving, moving a lot. Uh, my family, I'm a military kid. Um, so I went to 11 schools out of 12 grades. I've lived everywhere from Virginia to North Carolina to Germany uh, to New Jersey. Um, yeah, I moved around a lot and the journal was my first friend. Was that something that you always wanted to do? Move? No, right, right, journaling, <laughs> writing, no, being the no, relationship no, I, expert that you are. My, my mom is a writer, and I think I, I kind of just took to writing just because I didn't have the consistent friends that one would have every day. Um, so I think it was just, just natural, something she kind of prompted me to do, rather. Yeah, I was going to say, were you able to ever develop friendships since you moved so frequently? Friendship is a... a me moving is why, a large part of why I write about relationships, a large part of why I write about life. It's very hard to maintain uh, friendships when you're in a constantly moving environment. So I might get here in September. Um, there may have been somebody who was there for the last year and they could be leaving in November. Um, so I might have that friend for two months. I might have another friend for six months. It just varied. Um, so with that being said, it's, Instead of feeling alone, you got to realize a way to open up and still try to make attachments or connections with other people. Um, and writing has helped me kind of be comfortable enough with my story to be open with others. Okay. All right. So does that, I guess I'm trying to figure out if you're moving so much, but you're writing, like how does that connect to you building, I guess, sustaining relationships? It's something that I have to figure out. I think writing is listening. It's not always knowing. You know, you're trying to find a message. You're trying to figure it out. And in relationships, this is, you know, we have platonic, professional, personal, so many different types of relationships. Um, so I wasn't writing to say, like, uh, give me everything I need. I was just really writing to make sense of the things that I experienced. Um, and how I use it as far as relationships is just honesty. You know, it's, it's just being honest, Wh whatever it is that I feel and not limiting it to just feeling, you know, what's actually true, what's under the feeling, what prompted the feeling. That's really what writing is to me. Got it. Okay. All right. So if you guys are um, avid listeners of our show, you know, we love our bag of questions. 
That's in the Crown Royal bag. People think it's condoms. It is not. Um, it is actually questions. Really good questions. We made so some we, special we, ones for you. And again, you know, some of our questions will be mad whack. We took them shits out. It would be like, what's your favorite Drake song? And like, oh my God, what do you like? Like, so those questions are gone. Um, so we got some good ones for you. So, so Rob, jiggle that your bag. Crown Royal bag. Jiggle that bag. And um, pick two jiggle questions. It. Jiggle it. <laughs> I hate you, Craig. <laughs> Two, please. And they're double-sided. So one side is an Oprah question, and one side is a Rose question. So what side did you get? Rose. <laughs> um. Well, I, I started with that. You flipped it. Uh-uh, go back. I started on this side. Did he's I the, oh, okay. He started it I'm on about this side. Answer it both? Well, yeah, answer them both. Read, read the first one and we'll determine. Uh, the first one is, if you had 23 hours left to live, who would you spend that time with? <laughs> I said no. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty easy. That's my son. I'm kicking it with Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take all those alls too. Right. Um, this one is where was the most unusual place you had sex? In a uh, family restroom in the mall. Okay, you always shopping and got you the urge. <laughs> trying on clothes. You just felt the spirit. Like, ah, turning yeah. me on. <laughs> that cotton blend. How young were you? Everything. You said what? How young were you? Like 19. 19. Yeah, like 19. You was fucking okay. in public stores at 19? <laughs> I That's was taking aggressive. chances. Early. That's real aggressive. I had a son at 20, scared. I tell you. Mm, but touche, good point. Mm, next question. Pick another right, question. Pick one more. Yeah, I, I, I would be petrified, I think, at 19. The to door like, locks. In a fam yeah, but I don't think I was thinking about having sex publicly, like at 19. You don't have a kid right now. Yeah, not, not <laughs> I wish I was thinking different. Um. Oh, it's kind of deep. Name a moment where you felt powerless. So, love y'all. Uh, personal point: between 2014 and 2016, I was battling for my son. Um, if anybody is familiar with family court, uh, it's kind of um, constricting, and that was the, one of the, the last times I ever felt powerless, like I had no control over what was going to happen to me and my son's relationship. Um, and also, like, I had no space to speak. I literally, like, left the courtroom choking one day, like, almost crying. Um, and it's just weird as a man to, like, have no say over what's going on with your son. Now, thankfully, I've, I haven't had the worst situation, and even that one worked out to my benefit. It was still just, it's scary, you know? It's just scary, and I legit felt like I had no power. Um, yeah. That is, that's deep. I'm like, right. It turned out well, though, like, it ended. I'm like, how'd you overcome it, it, that? We right. Well, it turned out well. <laughs> I know like, it sounded okay, dramatic, man. but I literally walk my son to school every day. Oh. I love that. And he just celebrated a birthday. Shout yeah, out to your son. Yeah, he just turned 10. He just turned 10. Yes, double digits. When you year. have good parents, you're going to have situations where you both, um, and you're not together, you're going to have situations where you're trying to figure out what's best, where you're trying to figure out, you know, what, what should happen next for him. 
Um, and I think that it worked out how it was supposed to. Yeah. It definitely worked out how it was supposed to. The next question is, um, what was your worst slash best sexual experience? <laughs> Meaning, you have to give two options. What was your best sexual experience and what was your worst sexual experience? Like, what was the most bomb sex you ever had in your life that was outside of the family uh, bathroom in the mall? Like, <laughs> um... Yeah, it's, it's kind of conflicted. I'm one of them dudes that, like, don't talk. Like, I'm not about to tell you what it is. Wrong show. Uh, <laughs> my worst and best. <laughs> you know, you got to, like, reread it just to make sure it's asking what you think. Um, All right, look, we'll make it a, a little bit easier for you. I think in the past when people have gotten the question, they, they kind of, they were just like, oh, the worst was somebody that I wasn't feeling. Um, but yeah. I'm, just, I'm just prompting you, that's all. But this is also live. <laughs> so what is your best and worst sexual experience? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, there was a smell, and that was worse. <laughs> that was worse. That was worse. Um, okay. You say what? It was one of them, like, make you do a do tour. Like, you got something else to do that night. So you didn't, Did you know so you didn't go through with it? No. Oh. So the smell was that pungent. Like, well, I've heard that, like, that's a sign of something else. Yeah, that's like, right. like a BV or something like that. Like, that's or like STD. Something. That's something. I just took sure. It requires a doctor. That, yeah, that's a pill. It was you know, there's other days, right? It could be. A Was it? Well, maybe day. she had like a long. Day. We actually were talking about this upstairs. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why. Why? 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 We were just talking about this. And is if if you're about to like Sasson pussy, as it was, um, <laughs> as our dear good friend said. <laughs> Yeah, and like, you know, and if you're about to have sex, and it's like, do you do you take a shower? But like, what if you over the dude's house for the first time, and we were like, well, you you smell your panties, like you do a right. little check, like you know, you gotta you quick smell check. what that thing. You hanging out, like. y'all at the club, you know, right. you gonna have drinks, you know, it's a long day, it's summertime. I was gonna say, and summer is real bad. You know, summer is you, terrible. You end up to his house, it's two thirty, like you go in the bathroom. What do you, do, you like, do? Use the little soap. You know, hit it real quick. So yeah, I was like, "Oh, you do a whole bath? Like, you know when your shit not right? Like, why y'all were her friends? <laughs> you said what? Nobody told her this. No one told her Nobody that. I don't know, but whole this. baths are crucial. So that was um, the worst. What was the best? Yeah, that was the worst. Um, the best. Uh, I mean, was it that many? Right. I try to have more good sex than bad sex. Um, Someone you really love? Like, I'm, I'm like, 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 come on. The, the cop-out is one, the, the girl I'm in love with. Right. It's sure. usually that. Yep. <laughs> all right. All like, right. <laughs> all right, Rob. All right. All right. That's okay. Next. So, you know, um, we always like to start off the show with something that we're grateful for, our gratitude portion. Um, what is something that you're grateful for today? Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be heard. Like, literally, I... Um, I get a chance to write uh, to people who don't have to read it, to people who don't have to consider what I have to say. Right. Um, and I think for so long, you know, that, that just wasn't my life, you know. So I'm thankful for the opportunity to be heard and received for the right reasons, not because I'm just out here wilding with my tongue. Right. Hmm, I don't know if I would 
would believe you if you was just like wilding and just like reckless though. You say you wouldn't? I wouldn't, no. I started off that way, much much closer. Uh, yeah, much closer. Hmm, let me go and get into that. Oh, <laughs> let me take my yeah, note. Yeah, started off that way. <laughs> so um, as you guys know, the dynamic of our show has changed a little bit. Um, I'm single as a dollar bill, as still. My dynamic has not changed. Shout out to the single people. <laughs> Only the single table. <laughs> the single table. The single table. <laughs> the single table. And, um, and then obviously, you know, like, G is in a relationship. <laughs> you know, we are raising an Oprah Rose baby. Life comes at you fast. That's all I got to fucking say, child. I know this baby. I can't wait. Oh my god, it's just—it's gonna be amazing. That's all I got to say. It's—it's it's gonna be amazing. So you know, in thinking of like, damn, well, we obviously can't continue. It's like we—we're gonna talk about the same things, but the show has to change a little bit, you know, because it just can't be like fuck these niggas. And we've uh, 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 uh. so, we been doing that like, for two years. Two years. It's been like. Uh, but no, but let me tell you why he got on my fucking nerves. Like, so again, we're changing it a little bit and we're more welcoming to the people that are in relationships. Not right. that we weren't before, but we're more cognizant of it because we have to be. Right. And the mom. So I continuously say, like, if y'all have any advice, you know, we might do a little bump, 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 like segment. Um, include that. <laughs> that I ain't none of cute cards, bitch. But like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going off. Sorry. And, <laughs> But, again, we're super excited. I'm so happy for you. Thanks, T. No. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, so, uh, I can't. So, I think it was Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. So, Sierra was basically, uh, you know, Shave Room is like my CNN. So, you get everything. Everybody. From, I'm CNN. sorry. Yeah, I get everything from there. <laughs> and Shave Room, you know, Sierra posted something basically because we're going to get it right. She basically, she caught flat for telling women to level up. Um, and some people saw it as her, like, single shaming other people because they was like, you was fucking that nigga future. That, and you was his baby mama, mama number four. Yeah. You was baby mama number four. No shade, no shade. Um, it yes. is no shade. I would be number five. So, you know, it's <laughs> nine. Um, I would. No, seriously. Um, so, <laughs> dead ass. Um... Shit, y'all know that Sierra made him sexy also. Like, she single-handedly was a nobody checking for them dreads and all of that. And his lean, sipping ass. So, um, the caption was, too many women want to be married, but you're walking in the spirit of a girlfriend. And again, she caught so much flag because it was like, oh, you're single shaming and this and that and blah, blah, blah. I didn't take offense to it. Um, I was also hungover when I read it, so I, I couldn't care that much. Right. But I, I actually agreed with her. And I was just like, okay, you know, oh, well. And then I was like, well, what's Sierra do to get Russell Wilson? So I wasn't mad at the, like, the level up. Um, but, again, other people, other people didn't feel the same way. And I think right. you were saying that. How would you feel about it? I didn't care. Yep. <laughs> I thought that, I'm, I mean, just honestly, I, I really didn't care. I do like CC and Russell's relationship, and I was like, I think I was probably the last person on board because I didn't believe it for the longest, mm -hmm. even when she was pregnant. Um, <laughs> I was like, this shit, whatever. But, the, you know, watching the little IG videos and there's little stories, I'm like, oh, I think I actually see this little love. But when, I, when you listen to the sermon, 
that the gentleman was saying what he was saying was true. I like agreed with it. Yeah, you. It, and that's how you approach anything in life. If you want to own your own business, you start. It starts by how you think. It starts by how you present yourself. So if you want to be a wife, you don't come to it like a girlfriend. You come to it like a wife. So that's literally what he was saying. So I, I, it was hard for me to not agree with it. I think it also begs the question, and then maybe you can answer this. Like, what is the difference of walking in the spirit of, like, a girlfriend and a wife? So is it like, oh, well, I'm not cooking dinner. I'm not washing clothes. Like, you ain't doing what you're supposed to be doing. Like, what? And, I'm th- I, and again, I ain't no girlfriend, so I clearly don't know. I don't know. I don't own the spirit of a girlfriend. I'm the ghost of a Christmas past. So <laughs> what? I don't know. What is that? What does that even mean? I hate you. I don't. I'm like, it's been a long time. Um. Like, how do you separate that? You know, or like, how does one go about getting, you know, the, the what is that? The cow without the milk or some shit? You don't buy the cow, don't buy the cow before the milk, or don't spoil don't, the milk? Um, like, <laughs> you can, don't buy the cow if you can I mean. get the milk for free. Right, that. So how do you, you know, differentiate where it's like, yo, I'm, I'm a viable option and I am this really good woman and X, Y, Z, but making that clear distinction of like, no, but I want to be whites up or whatever you want out of whatever you want. I, I think that if you're asking how to be a wife, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I'm not okay. asking how to be what, but I guess in a man's eyes, like, what's the difference? What is the difference between a girlfriend and a wife to you? Robbie got to break it all the way down for yeah, you. Yeah, I got to. Um, <laughs> and, and that's probably something I'm still trying to figure out the difference between a girlfriend and a wife. Um, that's real. Yeah, I don't. I, I can't say that I've I've perfected or completely understood. I'm still trying to learn how to be a man. I I just turned 30 in September. You know, there's still a lot. Wait, we're taking advice from you. <laughs> Again, you guys are reading my words. I'm not pitching it as advice. Okay, um, we're reading your words. However, okay. however, it's when you talk about being a wife, right, or a husband. My, my understanding of relationships fundamentally has been that there's just not somebody you fill the spot with, right? There's, there's a difference between me having a wife and my wife, right? There's a difference between you having some guy as your husband and literally the guy who is meant to walk beside you. Now, I try not to make it like some happily ever after, you know, forever in love, perfect type of thing, um, but... I haven't found my wife, right? I've found a lot of people who have wife qualities and we only can define that by what society accepts, right? So as a wife, you know, you're faithful. They say that, you know, you're supportive. Um, the Bible calls you a good thing, right? We, we think of all the things that have been said about a wife. Um, but when I think about marriage, I think of it in a very personal context. And I don't believe my wife is gonna be like every other wife. She's gonna be made specifically for my purpose, you know? Right. Um, and for me, it's just about understanding who aligns with that purpose and who doesn't, you know? And being willing to accept um, those who are there for short term and those who are there for long term. Um, but the makeup of a wife is always tricky, which is why you never see me write about marriage. You never see me write about husbandhood or wifehood. And you, 
you're probably not going to. It's, it's different. I've observed so many different marriages, you know, and my goal is not to teach people how to get married. My goal is to teach people how to live a fulfilled life. Happy people treat people better in relationships. Very Whole true. people treat people better in relationships. And relationships literally are all around us, whether you want to be in one or not. Whether you're actually claiming a monogamous situation with somebody or not, you relate to literally every person you talk to on the regular. Why wouldn't you want to have healthy ones? My idea is not that everybody in this room is going to end up walking down the aisle with some perfect marriage, a perfect situation, but I'm not writing to get you there. I'm writing so you're happy with today. That's it. That's literally all I care about. If you enjoy today, you're going to want to carry some enthusiasm into tomorrow. So I kind of deviated from the original no, no, question. No, no, I'm but, here for it. You know, I think sometimes when we talk about relationships or even as a man, when you're writing about relationships, the first assumption is that you're trying to be like every other guy who wrote about relationships in which you're just trying to tell women what to do. And the truth about reading is that 85% of readers are women. So you're not necessarily trying to tell women what to do. It's just these are the people who buy the books. Now, are you, as a writer, do you tailor your conversation towards them? Me, personally, I don't want to. I don't have a lot of he, she messages because it's not you do it this way. It's if you do something, are you able to look at yourself in the mirror? Are you able to trust that you did it thinking about not just what could satisfy you now, but what was best for the future? Um, are you doing it with consideration of those around you? Or are you just spearheading, bullheading, and don't care who gets knocked down in the way? These are the questions that I like to ask as far as love, relationship, friendship, any type of bonding goes. Getting married, people literally can do that tonight. So you have been married before. I have been in a relationship that planned to head towards marriage before. I will not. <laughs> sure, let's do it. What's up? So you were, you've never been married? I've signed a marriage certificate. So doesn't signing a marriage certificate mean that you were married? You got to turn it in. You got you to gotta go through a whole process. Oh. I thought, look, y'all, shit, y'all, y'all Anybody y'all who's ever planned to get married, you're going to sign a marriage certificate. You have to apply for one. So, right. okay, but wait, so there's the marriage certificate and then there's obviously a ceremony. But doesn't signing the marriage certificate make it then legal? You need a judge and a pastor to sign it. So you had a... a the, you, you fill out to apply for it. It's not done. Okay. Right? You fill out to apply for it. You just want to get it. It's just a paper. So you just, God. it's just paperwork. So no final signatures. No. No? No. I feel like I ask this question all the time. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm always like, what? He looking at you like, bitch. He really N-O. is. You can't like, hear. Well, a lot, I mean, <laughs> we don't have to act N-O like a lot of people <laughs> haven't been talking about it, right? We don't have to act like a lot of people don't assume, you know, the situation. Um, Now, granted, I haven't been eager to clear anything up as far as specific details. Right. I'm not that type of guy. Um, In order to talk about a breakup, you have to talk about a lot of things um, that could be considered intimate. Right. And as a man, I don't feel like I owe anybody that. You know, now, in the sense that I have a career and I do talk about relationships, I'm willing to be honest about what happened, Mm -hmm. what transpired. Um, but I can't let you put something on me that isn't. Okay. Now, granted, when you talk about fighting the blogs and trying to comment to every person who leaves one, I have no interest. 
I have no interest. Um, and, and, and I have a gift. I have a talent. And this gift is not designed to modify every brain in the world. I'm supposed to give to people who are willing to read messages from me. It's not on me to mandate anybody else, you know? Right. Um, but when it comes to that situation, I can only define it one way, you know? Like, I'm, and I'm not going to play the game about it. All right. All right. Well, you, you, did, you said no and oh. So <laughs> I'm going to just, I'm going to go with what in you said. Anybody who got questions, though, you're free to ask me in person. <laughs> We, we got a Q&A. Oh, well, wait, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You got another single woman question? Yeah, so I guess, you know, other single woman questions is like, I think sometimes it always, well, not always comes up, but, you know, sometimes like first date etiquette comes up. And it's like, should the man pay? Yes. Um, like, should you fuck on the first date? You know, all those type of questions that sometimes are always like lingering in the back that... I think honestly just puts like pressure on dating and it makes it harder than it should be. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so as a, again, our resident man for the evening, how do you feel about like first date etiquette and sleeping on the first date, sleeping with someone on the first date? As far as paying for the date? Just everything. Like I said, first yeah. date etiquette Anything. is like a whole. I think the man should take care of it. Um, if they do decide to sleep together, it's perfectly fine. Like I don't, I don't have rules for engagement in that sense. Just make sure it's consensual. You like really gotta say that. <laughs> Please right. make crazy sure it's consensual. You really gotta say gut, that ladies. nowadays. Um, but no, nah, you could see yourself in a relationship with a woman you sleep with on the first date. I've been in a relationship with a woman I slept with on the first time. Yeah. How long? For how long? It lasted like nine months. Hmm. <laughs> Was That's you nineteen then too? No, no. In uh, the stall. <laughs> no, no, that wasn't. That wasn't. Um, but yeah, no, it lasted like nine months. Um, if somebody's not for you, they're not for you. True. Like, it doesn't true. matter how much you know about relationships. It doesn't matter how much you try to give. If they're not for you, they're not for you. And one thing that moving around has taught me so much is to accept an ending. Oh, facts. Right? Accept an ending. You're not about to Accept it several. You're not about to be looking back your whole life wishing things were different, wishing it was this or wishing it was that. Um, moving has taught me to have a very heightened sense of discernment. So I could pick up on a situation. I could pick up on people. I've been around a lot of different types, you know. So when it comes to relationships, I mean, the first day is not going to tell you anything, whether you have sex or not. It's not going to tell you everything. Uh, no. So that's what I was going to say. Can you very quickly tell, like, oh, this person is for me after, you know, like, it uh, doesn't have to be a date or three dates or just very quickly? Or is it something that is uh, learned, like, as you start to get to know the person, you're like, this is the person for me? Well, I mean, when you, when you meet somebody, it's a lot of different things that kind of will, will make a connection, right? You, there's spiritual ties, right? There's wit. Laughter is a lot of things that can grab a person's attention. I think on the onset, all you can know is compatibility. You can right. know if these are things that I like or if these are things that I don't like. Um, when you talk about, no, you can't, I don't think you can see the end in the beginning. I don't think you can predict where it's going to go after date one. No. Now, you can measure how much you're willing to give to that person. And once you start measuring your effort, then you can determine where the relationship's course is headed. Uh, I'm like, you 
not be like two minutes and be like, it's my husband. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> or you hate him. Or I'd be like, this isn't going to work. That has happened to me. That yeah, I, to I, I don't know. I think I can, I know very quickly. Um, but I'm also single. So that's telling you a lot. When you say you um, know quickly, what do you know quickly? I can know quickly like, okay, this is someone that I can continue. Like, I do want to learn more and I want to bond with you. Or it's just like, oh, this is fun. Like, this is what it is. I can know that very quickly. She'd be like, um, we ain't catch a vibe. So, I'm, you, <laughs> you know, know like, like, I need that vibe. energy was just like a little off. And that's her. Not, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, I, but I can, I can literally, and I've actually never been wrong on it. I can be literally, like I said one time and be like, oh, this, like, and it, and it doesn't even mean the person is bad. It just, I can know like this person is for me or this person is not for me. Right. Right. But, but literally just the vibe, the energy. So, enough about my single ass. <laughs> so, from the relationship side, <laughs> um, how do you continue to be yourself in a relationship? That's loaded. Um, how do you... Be, be yourself meaning like, you know, especially me. I think I was everybody's fun friend. Um, everybody's turn up friend. You call me for drugs. You call me for places to go <laughs> hang out. You know. So how how does one still you know maybe tone it down a little bit, but still maintain like that fun side of them? Chris laughing because he knows through. Oh, somebody's at that. But well, I, I probably think the first step is like choosing the right partner, choosing somebody who understands you, you know, and how you've been and who you want to be. Um, from there. I don't know, something just telling me you, you, you want to just be, but when you talk about being yourself, I don't feel like a relationship is something that constricts people. Usually the relationships that constrict people don't last, they don't work. Um, the ones that allow people room to grow, the ones that allow people room to evolve, transform, those are the ones that usually last. So I think that how do you be yourself in a relationship is, it's all about who you pick. If you don't pick someone who understands you or if you're in a situation where you don't understand or know yourself well, you're not gonna pick the best partners. You know, that's been some of my issues. Same. Mm. Monogamy, is it possible? And do you believe in it? There's this video uh, by Esther Pearl, right? Is that a girl, I think? And she talks about, you know, redefining infidelity. And she says that, um, Monogamy used to mean one person for life, right? And now, in our generation, monogamy means one person at a time. So You're talking about that TED Talk. Yeah, it's beautiful, oh, right? It was really, really good. It's really good. You really guys should good. watch it. It's called uh, Rethinking Infidelity, a talk for anyone who's ever oh, loved. Oh, I do. Yes, yes, yes. By yes. Esther Pearl. Um, but I think the definition of monogamy continues to evolve. Right. Um, do I think it's possible... Yes. The same way I think becoming Diddy is possible. It's a choice. Some okay. people are willing to make extraordinary decisions to make sure their choices happen. When you talk about monogamy, that is an extraordinary choice to stay committed to someone. I don't believe everyone has the discipline or courage to actually make that decision. No. How do you feel about open marriages? How do I feel about open marriages? Yeah. Is that even I a thing? Like, I, like, I like relationships long? that work. Like, I, I don't care how you do it, whether it's open or closed. And I'm not talking about for me. I've, 
I just feel good when people are enjoying. Would you their be life. in one? I don't think I'm. I'm picking that for myself or trying to. No. Would you? <laughs> I don't know. Hang it on. depends. <laughs> I think it just. I think it really depends. I think when you are with someone for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, you may want to. I, th- I think it just depends. Would y'all? Yeah. I think it depends. <laughs> I'm not. You know, they, you surprise yourself with never say never. So I don't. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say you, never. You really surprise yourself. That's, trying to make it work just feels sticky. Like, it just it's feel like a lot. I mean, like you said, I think it's definitely a choice. But And I'm not saying that I'm like, oh, I'm going to be in an open marriage. But you sometimes, you're like, you have different friends for different things sometimes. You know, like, so I have a friend that... You know, we, we can kick it and we go out or one friend that, you know, you call for really sound advice and with a partner, it is, it's hard to find all those things. And then it always, it goes back. I, for some reason, I can always, and I, you know, I always go back to that damn um, show, Spike Lee, uh, She's Gotta Have It. Oh, okay. child, please <laughs> don't. <laughs> you know how I feel about that show. But listen, no, Hate I'm Nola. so happy they got a second season. And I think for some people it is good. But like I said, I think... Also, Nola, it was almost like trying to find different, different things and all these different men that she was dating. And, like, is that possible? Like, because at the end, I, who was she with? She, well, I guess she I chose herself. Oh, she chose uh, Opal. Me too. I would have chose her too. I would have chose Opal too. Totally she would have chose Opal. She was. She was the best. But it's like, is it, again, is it possible? I mean, I'm still figuring it out, but... You know, I'm kind of open. I, I definitely like, think I'm, it's I'm possible. Open. I don't think everybody's out here cheating. No? I don't think everybody's out here. Again, that's what <laughs> they, they said. Like, cheating. cheating and infidelity, it changes. Like, what is it? Sexting? What is right. it? Having a that, office? That new dog. Yeah. Yeah. relationship? What? Like, it changes work, many it? Like, times. Work husbands and, like, um, he had sexting, emotional connections. So it's a sex. thousand ways, right? It's, a, it's never been more ways to cheat. Right. It's never been more ways. So right? is cheating a deal breaker for you? When you say deal, like, am I never going to talk to the person again? Mm-hmm. Like, is the relationship over? Yeah, uh, is the relationship over if you found out you're... I have not survived a relationship where she cheated. I have tried twice. I have not. <laughs> I, haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I heard. What about when you cheated? Have you cheated? I haven't. I haven't. You've never you've cheated in a relationship? <laughs> like, you've never cheated? You've never cheated in a relationship. Yeah, especially this black is a man. safe place. But no, I, don't, wow. This is a safe place of honesty. Tierra and I have never been faithful in a relationship. Damn, when you say it like that, <laughs> excluding the one I'm in now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, nah, never cheated. Rob Chow. You say it's lies. I don't. That's what's up. What is cheating to you? Yeah. The, to you. It's, it's all of that. It's, it's, it's everything. The, the, the liking a person, the having sex, um, the... Liking a person? Damn. You know, I like everybody. I like pizza. I like people. Like, I would be... My thing up is... Shit's it, great. No, I, ne- I never been made the decision to be with somebody and then just... Didn't That's honor beautiful. <laughs> That's really. What was the question? How long was your longest relationship? Uh, this is not the Q and A portion, y'all. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why I go back? 
wait, 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 wait. That's a good um, one, though. Because we again, did hear nine Again, I don't... That is. I don't know if length of time has anything to do with cheating. It's like literally people be in relationships for two months and cheating has already occurred. Um, so it's, it's not trash. the sense to where you be with somebody a long time and then you're tired of them and then you have to step out. No, it's just really about knowing what fulfills you and, and what you're satisfied with. Um, as someone who, you know, has had limited options, I, I just know what works for me. You said limited options? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But why have you had limited options? Well, I grew up feeling like my, my options and my time were limited. I, I, Due to mm, all this the moving. Why, no, now I see why you haven't cheated. I think who was that? Chris Rock. And he says, like, a man is only as faithful as his options. So you didn't that's have a true. lot of options. Well, so maybe that's why, you know, y'all, y'all felt that. <laughs> y'all are single cheaters. table again. This is a table of single cheaters. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, when, when Chris shoot. Rock says a man is only as faithful as options, he's talking as... Chris Rock. Also, it was obviously like fame and, and, you know, money and power and access. It exacerbates that and it makes it harder. You know, like, remember in Love and Basketball and he's like, you, when he's talking to his son and he's like, you, there's 50 at your door and there's one in the bed. So it's like, right. yeah, you probably, you just, that's hard. Say that's no difficult. to 99, but the 101 but I think slides you now, through. Right, but you now, like, you know, it probably is. Like, are you in a relationship now? No. So, but, okay, so we, yeah. But if you, when, when was the last time you were in a relationship? It's a, listen, it's not about oh, you, like. Oh, oh you just like a man that answering my questions. <laughs> it's not, just like his dad said, that happens when you're single too. Like, but it's okay because you're single. Why is it so baffling the idea that men could turn down sex? Because like, Why baffling. is that so baffling? Because it's unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> that just ain't our personal experiences. Right. I guess. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't never. Y'all I, never been turned down for sex? Absolutely not. I'm like, that would crush my little ego, first of all. But, like, yeah, you, but I'm also yeah. not, like, walking up to men and meeting them at their door and, like, knocking on their door, like, you here? What's up? Like, Cheating yeah, is not just Rob, sex. I'm like, next question. Because right. right. I you, feel like if you, you know, like I said, the cheating thing, I think it is, it's harder I'm sorry, it's, it's not going to happen as frequent, like you said, if your options are limited. But if you're somewhere, like let's say you lived in New York, and, and, I, and this is why I think it's so hard to be in a relationship in New York is because it's like every time you turn the corner or just something, like you could bop around in one night to like 16 different places. So you're going to meet somebody potentially in At all of place. those places. Mm-hmm. So it's just so much. And then you have like this friend group and then there's someone there and there's someone there. So I'm not saying it's okay, but it's going to happen more than it would, I guess. If And I'm not, I'm acting like people don't cheat. I'm not saying that people don't cheat in states outside of New York either, but I'm just saying it's like when there are so many options presented in front of you, it makes it harder and easier, if that makes sense. It's a lot of food options. That doesn't mean you automatically eat more, right? You like could. When it, when it, real discipline. No, that's right. My thing is, it's all a decision. Literally, I lost 65 pounds in the last two years. That does take discipline. Oh, damn. Amazing, oh, you got a right? lot of discipline. Like, but my thing is, when it, comes to your, when it comes to your body, like, cheating is not that hard. Like, granted, it's easy to do. It's easy not to do. And the people who do it want to do it, and the people who don't, don't. And, when, like, when we make it this... Like this, this such a deep conversation. Like every time since I've started talking about relationships, cheating has come up. Um, 
But it's, it's just a choice. Like everybody makes choices day to day. And I don't think that that is the thing that ends most relationships. I don't think that is the thing that has, has hampered or endangered love for our generation, no. So no. what do you think that is? Lack of awareness. Most people aware of what really fulfills you. It's, it's a decision, okay. aware of what's really best for you. It's the equivalent of going to a buffet, right? Like you're not gonna pick everything. Yes, it's available. Yes, you already paid for it. Yes, it's technically there, but you don't want everything. You can't you for want the prime what you rib. Like. Again, it, like, if you don't do. know what you like, you do want a little bit of everything. Listen, man, anybody who's developed some taste keeps it. Right. It's that simple. Okay. It's that simple. Anybody. When you have a taste for something, <laughs> it's that. All right. I do like your participation. I'm going to keep talking to you. Though. I know. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> single table child. Now, <laughs> now, we're hearing that men don't have taste. Oh, Lord. Right. Well, That's um, zaddy. I know. Since um, y'all is real crunk today, we... Uh, you know, we have a segment called Ask Zaddy with a Z. Um, and we had you guys participate. Uh, so we're just going to read some of the selected questions. Uh, starting with the first. <laughs> I'm sorry, I busted all laughing at the Starting with the first one, child. Why are niggas weak? <laughs> <laughs> this is y'all. <laughs> From the wedding planner herself. From, right, from the wedding planner. <laughs> Why are niggas weak? Now that is a loaded question. I mean, question. you don't cheat, you know, so right. I don't, I don't even don't know cheat. that you're qualified you to answer this question. You eat two things at the buffet. Right. Like, I, I'm like, I'm I mean, I may need to pull one of these three. trash ass niggas from the right. audience to answer this question. Why and y'all shit. weak? Look. Hold on, hold on. I can't help it. That's honest. If you notice, like, when you um, when you start talking about relationships and stuff, the um, the the idea of like me not cheating is like preposterous. Yeah, preposterous, right? Like, Um, and even to your question, what was it? Why are men what? Why are niggas weak? <laughs> why are niggas why, weak? No, why are men weak? Why, because why are men yeah, this is actually, we're, we're an equal opportunity weak? up in here. Why are men weak? Can I? <laughs> can I She's using niggas because she Can I ask you in what sense that you were asking why are niggas weak? What does is, what is, uh, what is niggas being weak to you mean? She's So she said that she's continuously found herself in scenarios where men are telling her what she should do with herself and, and giving them her advice. And, I'm sorry, and giving her advice on what she should do. Like, give us one example. Hold on, hold on, fellas. Hold on, hold on fellas. So she is in her Michelle phase, so she can attract her Obama. You better put it out in the atmosphere, girl. Leveling up. As the MCC said. But she feels like she's always doing the work. She runs a small business. And she doesn't want to have to do work with you. No more projects. 
moving ready. She said, lights ready though. Now, girl, you gotta bat, you gotta give a little give and take. Now, a little give and take. Oh, she said, no, she don't. Oh. You know what? Sierra would have said, level up. It's like, <laughs> Sierra would say, level up and find you a different type of, find you a ready-made house-built type nigga. It's like, <laughs> but you know what? They're trash too, so. Um, they're trash too. Write a book on that. Um, I know that was a lot. That was a lot. It was good. It was good to hear I your think, point of view. Okay, you know what? And I also think it's just like, and again, I, I had a conversation with the person that's been heckling us um, all night. And, and he was saying that, he was just like, you know, y'all continuously just like tear down men. And sometimes he's like, no one uplifts men and like nobody just like pats men on the back. And you're not like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's just like, you know, people don't. <laughs> and he's like, you know, but I think it's hard. You know, it's hard when you're finding yourself sometimes in these situations, as Fallon said, and she, you feel like you're giving more and you're not even being met halfway. Not even like you supersede me or you're, you're giving me more than I'm giving you. Like, you're not even meeting me halfway. Um, so I think right. that's what makes it hard. Like, that's what makes it difficult. And that's what makes... makes I don't sense. answer the question. That's what makes y'all weak. Um, right. And I think... And, and like I said, I think just like... Yeah, I'm going to answer the question. Um... Being dishonest. <laughs> um, this is where y'all can yell out answers as well. Um, dishonesty, cheating, all these things. But y'all really need to level up. And then maybe we can meet on the same page. Right. Yeah, y'all need to level up. Obviously not you, Rob, because... he don't cheat. Cause and, you don't cheat. All he does is have sex in family room stalls. <laughs> Yeah, they just, I was just about to ask that. Wait a minute. Listen, chill. So y'all both have cheated in every relationship, but men are trash? Niggas weak? Yeah, because they ain't leveled up. You said they wasn't leveling up. This was a long time ago. If y'all both cheated in your relationships, they cheated first, so it don't even count. They cheated first. I I can't say that. But this was again a long time ago. To to answer your question, I I don't feel like niggas weak. Now, granted, in every species, there's weak and strong, right? In everything, there's weak and strong. Niggas not weak. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that men are weak in the sense that you said. Um, and is an interesting narrative that started, and I'm, I call it a narrative, right, because I just hear it a lot. Um, the idea that, that men are trash and there's, there's none that are that are worthy. There's none that are. I won't say none. I won't say. I actually won't say none. I'm gonna give you no, a little bit of credit. I think. I think just dating in New York is just essentially hard. You're gonna. It's like ninety percent. Because the, and what I was saying, New York is a place that people come to get work done. They come it to is, make right? their dreams happen. You come here, like you're hustling, like you. you're working. So I get it. And I won't even, like, for real, for real, I'm not even going to sit up here and act like all men are trash. I'm not going to do that. Like, because I think there are some great and amazing guys. There are. She just ain't met them. Right, right. They're, they're, there are great, amazing guys. But again, speaking specifically for New York, it is. It, we're just saying that it is hard to find someone on your... I guess level that few and far between. you heard it there first. Yeah, few and far between. All these brilliant people in New York and nobody can date. Y'all really? 
It's an eternal playground, child. Where y'all want to move to? What y'all think y'all options going to look like? Great. Your options are great here. Your options are, pl- it's a plethora of options. Yeah, You've got everything you want in a woman. Everything. You, everything you want. You can't find anything you want in a man in New York? No. Not everything. <laughs> My list is also a little long. We're not even going to do that. So, we're going to do another All question. Right. We're going to do a positive question. Uh, let me see. Did anybody submit? Okay. Yes. Um... All right, a positive ask Zaddy question. What are your suggestions for young black women in the corporate world? Yeah, that's a setup, right? No, but I think we... So we did ask Zaddy and ask Mommy. So this is a combination of ask Mommy, um, and it's everything combined. So we'll, we'll answer it as well, for specifically for young black women. Or even, look, while you think about it, maybe we can even... You want to think about it? Oh, no, I, want, I vote y'all. You were okay. Us, um, I and it sounds so cliche, but just like work really hard and take initiative. I had this conversation today, and no one takes initiative when like you're younger and trying to figure it out. There's nothing wrong with that, and there's something wrong with just like be a good person. Like you're gonna run into the same exact people that you did 14 years ago that you did last night. Like, be a good person and work really, really hard. There's nothing wrong with working hard and paying your dues. I also find that, like, some people are so entitled. I've had a oh, lot yeah. of interns. And, like, sometimes I'm like, how y'all not want to work? Like, I didn't have these options. I, I, you worked. Like, you, you put in the work, and then I think, and you saw the results. And like I said, you, you're going to run into the same people and network. And don't be thirsty and be yourself. And that's it. Definitely. And be nice. Nice goes a long way. Nice is overrated like, or underrated. Underrated. Um, the world gives you nothing until you give the world everything. So you do got to work hard. You do. Um, and don't be afraid to fail. Like, the lesson is in mm-hmm. failure. And, then, and, and even with that, that is no failure, you know, because you learn something. So if ever there's a time, and I know I fucked up so many times. I got a laundry list of things that I fucked up on. But... Um, in everything where I didn't feel like I did my best, um, I looked to find out what I could have done better, and that alone has helped me move forward and be progressive. So, yeah. And find if find you, fun in the failure. I always say, like, I was telling somebody, like, if you mess up and nobody knows, it's not a mistake. Like, if Word. you clean it up, even <laughs> if you got to rush something and pay more money, it's not a mistake. Like, if you can figure it out and you present the solution, like, presenting problems and solutions, it's, to me, it's not a mistake. It's an all-over win. So, yeah. We got time for another Zaddy or not? Nah? Um, One more? We do. Okay. Well, no, well, we got an audience Q&A. Well, this came like. from the audience. Okay. We'll only do, like, a few audience Q&As. Okay, last, last one. Um, why do you think women need closure so much? <laughs> um, I think I, I, I like to believe that closure is like a personal decision, not like a mutual agreement. I think a lot of people, when they think of closure, they think of of a person being able to like articulate what went wrong in a way that that makes them feel better about the decision. And I think that some actions are taken and there's no uh, 
there's no feeling better about that. There is gaining perspective. There is understanding why it happened, but you can't change, you know, what occurred. Um, when, when I talk about closure, I really just try to get people to ask the questions that they can control. You know, um, why was I there? What caused me to be in a relationship with that person? What part of me was choosing this relationship? What part of me believed it was good? Um, what part of me thought um, that it was where I should be? Uh, my, my goal is to get people to, to realize things through asking them questions. Um, so when it comes to closures, it's really what do you think uh, of closure as being? Do you think of it as being the apology that you never got? Do you think of it as being um, some type of atonement? Or do you really look at it as this is over? You know, and for me, um, once you ask yourself all of the personal questions, you just decide that it's done. You don't need participation from another party. You don't need to go back mm -hmm. and say, um, well, when you did this, what was it? But when you, because there's always another if, there's always another question, there's always mm. some more that wow. you want to know. So you think it's more fruitful to get the closure from yourself as opposed from... Well, I think closure can only come from self. I think that anything else is, you just, you're just talking, you're having a conversation, you're holding on. Word. Um, but the person... A lot of people have been here, been through breakups. Like the person didn't come say, "Oh, you, you know, you're just too good for me." If he did, you wouldn't believe him. Nope. Like there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing to ease that. When separation happens, something's tearing, something's ripping, something's breaking, something is dividing, and with that space, with that process, is gonna be some pain. There's, there's nothing, nothing the person can do because separation needs to happen. What you say? Don't be afraid to fail. We gotta apply that to relationships. Don't be afraid to Ugh. fail. Ugh. All right. Um, what do you know for sure? I'm trying to do that. What do I know for sure? Um, damn, that's deep. See, shout out Queen <laughs> Oprah. Like, we didn't make these up. <laughs> I know that love is real. I know that it can transform you. I know that choosing to open up and ask yourself questions can change your life. I know that love will encourage you to be brave. It will encourage you to take risks and chances. I know that love will teach you to heal. It will teach you how to forgive and it will teach you expansion. It will teach you how to change environments and hearts. I know love is real because I've used it all my life. Any place that I've been, it's allowed me to be safe. It's allowed it to feel like home. It's allowed me to look in people's eyes all over the world and trust and believe and not fake and to be consistent. I know without a doubt that love is real. Mm. Mm, I believe you. <laughs> I believe them words. I was like in a trance. <laughs> and um, what would you tell your younger self? That you can trust you. That you are who you think you are. And that it's okay to trust yourself. It's okay not to doubt or spend time with too many people's opinions. It's okay to believe and accept for you. It's okay not to wait for approval. 
Hmm. Trust your dopeness. All right, so before we um, close, we have a, we're going to ask a few questions, a little Q&A portion. Um, so if y'all have any questions, raise your hands. And um, our producer, our amazing father, producer, manager, everything, Daryl, yes. Please clap it up. Thank you. He has been whipping the girls into shape. Daryl, there's a question over there. The young lady in the white. Right there. Walk straight. I'm like, 12 o'clock. It's all good. Hello. I had a, actually a comment to the young lady who asked uh, why niggas so weak. Um, <laughs> as one of the older broads in the room, I will help you answer that question about owning your own business and all that. Um, you got, like Rob said, you got to make a choice. There comes a point in time when you, when a dude ain't stepping up, you got to leave. Like sticking around and hoping for people to change and hoping that he comes around and hoping he levels up. Waste your time. That's on you, not on them. So the minute you stop with the niggas ain't shit and niggas ain't that, you will find that your life will be revolutionized because, <laughs> because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there are good people out there of all types good men out there. The question is, are you willing to seek that man? Because that man may not be as fly as the dude you chasing. He may not have the paper, but he may be a good dude that stands by you, but he may look different. He may not be black. Ooh, that part. Equal opportunity. (laughs) So at the end of the day, I I hear your frustration, sister, but part of it is you saying, you know what? You are where you are. I'm going to go where I am. I'll see you on Instagram. Girl! We got a man question. I have a a part two to that, T. I have a part two to that, Oh, okay. Let's continue. Part two. In addition to that, too, I think that as as men and women, I think we also, like, being in New York and to the example, like, you can go 16 different places, go around the corner and meet somebody here. You have to also be careful about who you give your energy to. Mentally, mentally, physically, spiritually, right? Like, you know what I mean? If If you give something, like, sleeping with somebody, that's an exchange of energy. I don't want to get too deep, but, like, that's really an exchange of energy. And that can really actually affect how you are as a person. So, like, if you're giving somebody energy that doesn't deserve it, like, everybody doesn't deserve what you have. And as fellas as well, like, when Rob was talking about, like, turning down women, like, that's actually true. So, like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that actually happens in real life. I'm sure at least every guy in here has done that at least once. You know what I mean? But every woman doesn't deserve the D. You know what I'm saying? So, and every, oh. every man doesn't deserve the P, right? So, like, you have to kind of oh. be discerning in that about what energy you're... I, I just believe that just personally. So, that was just my part two, T. I mean, y'all got so much wisdom shit. Like, y'all need to be up here. Damn. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> no. um, we have a question from the center, from the um, single cheating table. <laughs> the trash table. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I just feel I don't really have a question, but more of like a rebuttal. I feel like it's kind of a lot of hotep answers just now, and no one really has answered the question of why niggas is weak. <laughs> and I feel like people really should be held more accountable for their own actions, and the answers so far are really deflecting upon the fact that niggas is weak. So if you're weak, you're weak. <laughs> and what you do as a woman. It has some blame in it, but niggas are still weak. So answer that. <laughs> this is 
is a hot Without button Without the whole tap shit, please. <laughs> this, is, this is a hot button. Blue hat. I think this is the last question. <laughs> chill out, chill out. It's really like... So niggas are weak. Like, I will, I will, I'll, I'll hop on that. But um, I feel like uh, the young lady over there, she said that she has a lot of things going on. She's doing a lot of things as a you know, young woman, business, working hard. And she wants somebody to match that. I feel like if every man was trying to find a woman to match their go-get-go-get-her drive, it may not work. It's okay to have a guy to scale back. It doesn't mean that he's weak. He just not be, might not be on the level that you are. And I feel like as, as men, like a successful man, every successful man doesn't have a successful woman behind her. He just might have somebody who's supporting that. But if women want to change their gender roles, I feel like it's okay to probably open up and lower yourself that's back. Gender like, switching. Like, ge- wow. Now yeah, that. If, if she wants to play that gender role, then maybe if she finds another guy to have that role that's better than her, it, it might be a little harder. Like you might, it gets slimmer. Like the, at the top, it gets slimmer. I don't know, but I'm just, I'm asking. I don't know if that's, if that's positive. <laughs> <laughs> they, about, they about to kill him. <laughs> they about to get him. They about to, it was like, so we're supposed to work and you stay home? The fuck out of here. <laughs> See, is I, that what you meant though? I have one question. No one is defining what is a weak nigga. Yeah. Oh, wait. What is okay. It? What yeah, is it? Well, Are you defining? No one has. We got a this definition. Is a whole, this is the whole right. She said all of them. Um, first, I want to say, are you suggesting that she get a Stedman, essentially? That's what I was like. The, I mean, the gender roles. Right? I mean, I'm sure Stedman does things. I just don't know what he does. Um, as far as niggas being weak, right? I don't think that every... I don't think that every man out there is weak. I don't, I'm never going to say that. But I will say that um, I think where that perception comes from is that a lot of men see all of their options as viable, right? And um, women who have standards and hold themselves to higher standards, we are a challenge. We are not the lowest fruit on the tree. We are not the fruit that has fallen down into the ground and is slowly rotten. And I feel like, <clears throat> I feel mm. like when a lot of these men out here don't want to have a challenge, don't want to work for it, and they think all of the options out there are perfectly fine, then the rest of us who are higher up in the tree and you got to climb up to get us, we're left stranded. And I think that has to do with the feeling of niggas being weak. Mm, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Come on. Damn, who knew that the topic of niggas being weak? I mean, clearly there, there's, some, we got, there's some truth. All right, I'm, I'm going to give you three more, and that's it. Two more. Two more. Dose. What's up, T? Hey. So, I know. What about the uh, weak woman? You said weak women? Yes. Women aren't weak. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean,. People get into relationships. I think they attract Hold on, the yes. opposite. Pretty much they attract the opposite, correct? You said what? They attract the opposite. Women? Yeah, men, women, vice versa. They all attract the opposite. I like attract my, like me, so I can't speak on that. But as far as the whole weak men, I just think certain women are just miserable sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. And 
they expect a lot from, uh, from us black men or just men in, in, in general. So I think we should just kill that period um, and just do what we need to do on our own. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and step up to the table, pretty much. I mean, and I think you also have to do what works for you. You know, like what is good for me isn't good for you isn't good for you. Absolutely. So you know when obviously there is somebody that like is that person for you. So yeah. and, and listen, and there are, let's be clear, there are weak ass women out here as well. There's some bum bitches. Um, so we're not even going to act like that doesn't exist, but they're not in this room. <laughs> not up in here. One more, uh, Daryl, over here. I think, I know. I'm like, why? I don't, I can't even see. Last question or last comment. Hi. Hi. Okay, so this is a comment. Um, and so in terms of people being weak, um, well, I'm sorry, niggas being weak. Um, when we refer to niggas, we're talking about black men, right? And so. No, I said men. Pause. men. No, we said men. Paul, yeah, I, I, I said black men. Okay, so, okay, niggas. But I'm going to take it in terms of black men. So, because that's who you're talking about. She's talking about the black men. She says something about, like, dating outside the race. So we're just going to go there. So you have to think about it in terms of black men. A lot of times we always have to be strong. We always have to show ourselves as masculine or we always have to show ourselves as the, the, the lion in the jungle or some shit like that. And so when we have those moments of when we have, like, uh, emotional or vulnerable moments, a lot of times us men or us niggas don't know how to handle that. And so you women may see that as, like, us being weak, but at the same time, we don't necessarily know how to handle that. And so that doesn't mean that you have to then go and, like, teach us, like, how to be this or how to be that. You just have to understand that you got a man that doesn't necessarily know how to show those emotions or doesn't know, like, how to explain his feelings or doesn't necessarily know, like, you know, what's going on with themselves because it's a moment of vulnerability or it's a moment of weakness. It is a moment of weakness, and they don't know how to, like, accept that. So all niggas ain't weak. They just don't know how to handle that moment of weakness and kind of, like, move forward. Okay. Listen, uh, yeah, you, you speak on the right record. I'm not, I'm not a weak nigga, so I don't know. <laughs> you speak on it. We I think it's, you know, it's, like I said, there's, there's weak on both sides, but it's less about, as men, it's less about defending the experience that a woman has had before you and more about just being who you are and setting a new example. As long as a person is willing to see something different, believe something different, or focus on something different, that shit can change. I, when we talk about each other being weak, it's kind of like, like a few years ago when the, the ain't shit, like, you know, that's kind of been around, but men just kind of embraced it. Like, I ain't shit, you know? And in saying that is you can't shit, set expectations for shit. me anyway, Same. right? Do. It's not necessarily I ain't shit, but it's just like, all right, fine. If you put that on me, then you can't set expectations. Therefore, I won't be able to disappoint you. Um, but the idea is that your real question is not why are niggas weak. Your real question is what makes a strong man? Your real question is not why do people cheat? Your real question is what are the qualities of faithful people? When we start studying what we want, the other shit does not matter. It's going to exist. There's going to be things you want and things you don't. 
Now, you getting closer to the things you do want is going to be about a personal journey. It has nothing to do with the weakness or strength of men. It has everything to do with who you make yourself available to, who you choose to converse, converse with, who you choose to be around. That's for men or women. That's not like gender neutral. Like it doesn't matter the gender. You are going to meet people who are worthy of being around you and you're going to meet people who are not. But the fact that we want to just... Just classify it. Why are men weak? It's, why are the men that you pick weak? Why are women this? Why, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's serious, though. Like, that's... And again, it's not, it's not in a, it's not in a sense to throw a shot. Keep but everybody is accountable. Just like they might say opposites attract, but like minds attract. Like attracts. Right. You're going to attract people who are like you. You are going to attract people who reflect qualities that are within you that you don't even acknowledge. You're going to attract people who do things that you do. And you're not going to recognize that you do it until it's put it right in front of your face. So it's he less about the weak read, people Rob. that come. Oh, and read. it's like, who are the read. mirrors that are going to identify the weakness inside of me? Who are the people that are going to shore up the holes that I have? Who are the people who are going to make sure I see the shit that I am not being completely honest with and force me to face it? These are the people we should be asking to be in our lives, not studying the people we don't want. When you ask why people cheat, you are studying the shit you don't want to learn. Come on, perspective. That is true. You, you get what you focus so on. So who cares why Very people true. weak? They weak because they ain't trying. They're weak because they don't want to put effort forth. They're weak because they're not working. They're weak because of their choices. Who cares why they're weak? Let's focus on the strong one. If we can't identify what we want, we're not going to have it. It's that simple when it comes to relationships with me. You know what I mean? Like, identify what you want. Identify what's best for you. Forget all the other shit. Well, a read. Definitely a read. Thank you. Right? Um... So, you know, we like to end our show on a quote. Um, and this quote comes from our namesake, Oprah. Very, like, our namesake. you know, to balance it. Our Shout Oprah. out to Stephanie, because she sent me this quote this morning. Yes, someone sent this quote this morning. Um, uh, and it is, I've come to believe that each of us has a personal calling that's as unique as a fingerprint. And that's the best way to, su- that's the best way to succeed, is to discover what you love and then find a way to offer it to others in the form of service, working hard, and also allowing the energy of the universe to lead you. Young Oprah. Um, and I feel like that's your mission. You know, that's what we're here Definitely. to provide. And um, yeah, like everybody leave your fingerprint. It can be as small, it can be as big, like each one teach one. I don't know who said that, but that's another quote too. <laughs> It's another one. So, um, again, we thank y'all so thank much you. for coming out. Like, thank seriously. you so much. Thank really y'all so much. It. So grateful. Thank you, Rob. Rob. Thank you for coming out. Daryl, thank you so much. Our producer, we could thank not you, have Dee done Dee. it without you. Thank you. Um, uh-huh. Thank you to our agent, Eve. She ain't even here. Right. Damn, agent. Right. The she ain't even here. But, oh, my God. Could not have done the show without her. Thank you so much. Thank you to everybody. Every tweet, every purchase, every, every damn thing. All of y'all. Right. Thank you. Every Sorry note. for bothering y'all. Um, I know. Y'all can have your timelines back. Don't forget, um, like, su- like, subscribe, the Oprah Rose Show at gmail.com, uh, Instagram, with Twitter, uh, soon to be on Tidal. What, this week? Next week? This week. This week on Tidal. Um, iTunes, SoundCloud, 
Um, everywhere. everywhere. Shit. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, Rob, Rob, what are your socials? Is there anything that you have coming out? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Rob Hill Sr., R-O-B-H-I-L-L-S-R. I'm on all socials. I do have a book coming out in June called The Missing Peace, uh, Finding the Better Parts of Me, which is a love journey that kind of shares more personal details from my life, my experience um, in the last 10 years. Um, but outside of that, continue supporting the show. Thank you all for inviting oh, me. Thank you, uh, thank, thank you. Thank you for coming. For and letting listening. me share this stage with y'all. Thank you. Uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. All right. Look, hit it. Now, thank you to our DJ, 1245. Check her out. She got bomb-ass playlists. Thank you, 1245. I'm like, I'm one, yeah, eh, eh.